following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this Sunday, December 18th. Week 15 of the NFL season is upon us. And not only is it upon us, it's already started four games in. And let me tell you, so far, it has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. And a fantastic Saturday trifecta in effect yesterday. First game, you have the greatest comeback of NFL history take place in Minnesota as the Vikings down, if I'm not mistaken, 33 to nothing at halftime, come back and notch the field goal victory in overtime as my drops here are just stuttering for whatever reason. And they come back, win an OT on a field goal. Not enough for the cover. Let you know what side I was on. But still, phenomenal comeback. Great way to start off the triple header. Then you got a little bit of a snoozer in the middle there. Cleveland hosting Baltimore. Baltimore without Lamar Jackson. So tough task to ask them uh, to go against, a, I guess, a solid defense. You know, depending on your own opinion. Uh, in Cleveland, and Deshaun Watson turns around, they get it done. So the middle game, not so great. But then the night game, it was like, are you kidding me? It was like, just fireworks everywhere. Snow falling, scoring all over the place, all the way down to the end. Field goal with time expired as the linemen are bent over doing Lord's work scooping up all the snow off the turf just so that their field goal kicker could get the shot to end the game and pass right through the uprights, and that's good. Good. It was a really great way to end the Saturday slate of games. And, I, you know, the final game, that Saturday night game, was just great on the eyes. Game played well, high scoring, and with the snow, in effect, and everybody and their brother throwing snowballs up in the air, it was just super fun to watch. A game that really, I, I, I probably won't, but I wish that before I'm in the grave, I get to go to some kind of event like that. I mean, it really looked fun as all hell to go to that game. So you had, uh, in terms of the gambling nature of those three games, let's say four games if you want to include the Thursday night San Francisco victory, you had a uh, favorite on Thursday, then you had the dog in the first game, favorite in the second game, dog in the fourth game, or the third game last night, whichever way you want to go. So you got two favorites, two dogs. Um, you know, I mean, that lines us up for today. So this is going to be a super abbreviated version of our gambling show. My brother is tied up with all kinds of holiday stuff. He is going to be flying up here to Jersey, coming to the homeland uh, this week. So he is tied up. As for me, I'm getting this 
podcast in super, super late. So I, it is highly doubtful that anybody would actually be able to listen to this and then be able to capitalize on any of the opinions here within uh, with time left if you actually heard it. But, you know, for people that want to listen at like two times speed, maybe you can sneak it in there. So we will begin with the one o'clock games. And we'll start off with the New Orleans Saints hosting the Atlanta Falcons. This game is four points in favor of the Saints right now. Over under is 43 and a half points. The, the trifecta here as Atlanta has the Sharps, 62% of the tickets and 87% of the money pool on their side. I'm going to go with Atlanta on this one as well. My brother is going to go on the opposite side. He is going to take the home Saints here. So we will leave the NFC South and we will head up to Chicago where Chicago is going to be hosting Philadelphia. You're going to be a home dog here by a big margin. Eight and a half points is the current spread. 48 and a half is the over under. Also a trifecta game as you have the Sharps, 55% of the tickets and 67% of the money pool on Philadelphia. That 67% of the money pool has actually come down uh, a little bit here uh, over the past day. So some money coming in on Chicago. Uh, It's not, you look, 80.5 points is a lot of points. It's not going to be enough to scare neither me nor my brother away on this one. Although, that doesn't really matter because, to be completely honest, on the three games yesterday, we were all over. (laughs) We got nothing. It was terrible. Me and my brother won opposite ends of everything. We had Minnesota, Baltimore, and Buffalo. So, you know, take our opinions here the rest of today with a grain of salt. But we are going to be on Philadelphia and the eight and a half points against Chicago. We will now travel down to sunny Florida because the Jacksonville Jaguars and Duval County as now that's what they're going to try to uh, the location. They're going to try to brand the Jaguars because Jacksonville isn't really, you know, setting the world on fire or generating any kind of interest. So now Duval County is how they're going to be brand themselves. But the Jaguars are going to be hosting the Cowboys. They are going to be another road uh, home dog here as Dallas is favored by four points. Another trifecta game. Three for three. One. Oh, not that rich. One, two, three. Three trifectas to start out the slate. Jacksonville has Sharps, 57% of the tickets and 88% of the money. Ah, cha-ching, They've got everything coming in on their side. My brother and I are not going to be swayed by that. We are actually going to go on the other side. We're going to be with the Cowboys and the four points. Head up to East Rutherford, New Jersey, where the New York Jets are going to be hosting the Detroit Lions. Lions streaking right now, screwing up all of my bets against them or with them. It doesn't matter. They never do it uh, the way that I want to. As for the Jets here, they're going to go with Zach Wilson because Mike White, who has rose to uh, fandom, fandom fame, uh, you know, whatever. Everybody's darling child under center is injured, cannot go. So now you're going to go back to Zach Wilson, who likes mothers and frustrating fans. And today's game is going to see the Sharps lay into the Jets there. And then you're going to have 56% of the money, or 56% tickets, 69% of the money uh, laying in to the Lions, along with, uh, you know, Zach Wilson. Uh, And so this one is going to see the Eggy Brothers side on the Detroit Lions sideline as we're going to take the Lions there. I like them actually outright to win, which means that the Jets are probably going to win by 20. So 
Carolina is going to be the next game uh, that we discuss. They are going to be hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are going to be a two and a half point dog here. 37 and a half is the over under. Chris is going to end up taking the Pittsburgh Steelers, as is 76% of the money pool. I am going to go with the Sharps and the Joes because there's 56% of the ticket. Uh, percentage is 56% of the ticket percentage? That makes no sense. 56% of the tickets are on Carolina, as am I. But the Sharps are there. So that kind of, uh, you know, makes me feel warm all inside that I might be on the right side because the Sharps have been on fire this year. Kansas City is going to be the final 1 o'clock game. They are going to be on the road, so we have another home dog here. This is going to be the Texans. They almost pulled one off last week against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, all for naught as Dallas ends up winning that one late in the game. Here, they're going to see another hefty spread go against them. 14 and a half in favor of Kansas City here. So... The Sharps and 72% of the money pool are going to take Houston and that big spread. It paid off for them last week. They're going to do it again this week, as am I. I'm on the side of Houston. Uh, my brother is going to be with Kansas City, and he's going to be with the Joes. Is 57% of the ticket pool is on Kansas City. That'll take us to our 4 o'clock games. And the first one will feature my brother's Raiders. They are going to be a home favorite against the New England Patriots. So this is going to be, you know, if you will, the Josh McDaniels Bowl. Las Vegas, two-point favorite. 45 is the over-under. Another trifecta game. Las Vegas has everybody on their side. 58% of the tickets, 72% of the money. New England is going to have my brother on their side, and that's it because I am going to go with everybody else and Las Vegas in this one. You know, Vegas is, uh, they've performed okay. They've had a really frustrating year, but New England has just not looked good at all. And this offensive experiment that they did with the two coaches calling the plays and Patricia and Judge, I forget it. Now, I, you know, maybe Belichick goes into Las Vegas and frustrates McDaniels, but I don't, I've given... I'm giving Belichick a little bit too much credit this year, and I've got burnt by it. So here I'm going to go with everybody else and the Raiders and the two points. Next game is a game nobody gives a shit about. It's Denver hosting Arizona. Denver doesn't have their quarterback because Russell Wilson is out. They are going to get the spread in their favor at one and a half points. Arizona's not going to have their quarterback because Kyler Murray blew his ACL. So now they're going to go with Colt McCoy yet again. Right now, the Sharps do not do not have a lean. 50% of the tickets are are going to go on either side. So the only thing that you're going to get here is the money pool going on the side of Arizona. 67% of the money right now with the Cardinals. My brother and I are also going to take Arizona here in this spot. And that's all I'm going to talk about that crappy game. Carol, uh, Carolina, the Los Angeles Chargers are going to be hosting the, the stink bomb Titans right now who have screwed me. They were my best bet last week and they got demolished by Jacksonville. Jacksonville, who I've not been a fan of, but has just been, you know, showing everybody how little I know about the National Football League as they decide to just go the opposite of whatever I do. So last week they blew out the Tennessee Titans. Titans now go on the road to Los Angeles, face off against the Chargers. So LA is going to be a three-point home favorite here. 46 and a half is the over-under. The Chargers are going to have both the tickets just by a small percentage at 53% and the Sharps on their side, while 80% of the money, cha-ching, it's going to be, how many times can I say cha-ching? Like I'm saying something really big and interesting or funny, like, a cha-ching, and then I play my drop. Like, 
sense. Uh, it's just kind of uh, formulaic. Anyway, Tennessee has got 80% of the money on their side, but it was not going to have either of the Eggies. We're both siding with the Chargers in that one. That leaves one 4 o'clock game left, and that is going to be Tampa Bay against Cincinnati in Tampa Bay. Another home dog as the Bengals are going to be 3.5-point favorites in this one. 46 is the over-under. The Sharps are going to be with Tom Brady, as is 65% of the money. I didn't know what the hell to do with this one. Uh, the tickets, the Joes, are on Cincinnati's side. I didn't want to side with the tickets in this one. I tried to make any kind of excuse in my brain to pick the Bucks here. And ultimately, the Bucks just look like a terrible football team. So how do you take a terrible football team against Bengals who have performed pretty well as of late? Granted that they, they're batting some injuries on the offensive side of the football, but still... I, you know, until Brady, maybe not Brady, but until that Buccaneers team shows you some kind of life and the fact that they can get over just a horrific coach, which my brother and I talked about early on in the year, you know, Todd Bowles, the fact that Brady wanted to come back and play and the caveat to that was, hey, you got to fire Bruce Arians and just put Bowles, you know, there as the head coach. Severely questionable, only because everybody in the brothers saw Bowles coach with the Jets, he got ran out of town, and he was terrible. He was terrible, and he's been just as bad with Tampa Bay. And look, I, Brady will do enough to win, but I don't know if he's going to elevate, put the team on his back, and and, and get you W's like, I don't know, maybe he did in the past, if you thought that he was that kind of quarterback. You know, I mean, Brady has not been a glorified game manager, but I, I think he does manage a game and a script more so than, per se, like an Aaron Rodgers putting a team on his back and just making all this crazy shit happen. You know, my opinion, whatever, uh, you know, whether it's accurate or not. But nowadays, you know, for Brady to think that he was going to come in here, blow up the coaching staff, and then him and Leftwich were just going to get it done, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the hell the thought process was there, especially for anybody who watched the Jets during the Bowles years because that guy was terrible. So anyway, I just can't find a way to argue myself into Tampa Bay. So I'm going to take the Bengals as my brother is. And that leaves two games left on, and that is going to be the Sunday Night Football game. An NFC East battle for wild card positioning. As the Redskins are going to be hosting the New York Giants. These two played in a lovely tie just a couple of weeks ago. They're going to go back at it tonight at 820 or whatever the kickoff ends up being. Washington is going to be a four and a half point favorite. So the commanders are going to sit and get a nice nod from the linesmen as uh, they, I mean, four and a half. You figured it made me three, three and a half, but four and a half. I mean, there's. A definite thought that the Giants are not going to be in this one. The Sharps are actually going to take Washington, and then you're going to see 56% of the tickets on the Giants and 83% of the money pool on the Giants. My brother's going to go with the G-Man as well, and I am not because I, I agree with the line makers here that four and a half is probably not enough. I, the Giants are just not a good football team, and you can't you know, chop it up and try to, you know, put lipstick on a pig here. They're just not good. And so, I not that Washington is, you know, a Super Bowl contending team, but when you put the two side by side, one team is 
trending up and the other team is trending down. One team has some offensive playmakers and the other team is still starting practice players at wide receivers. So here I can't see it. Uh, You know, Sunday night football, all, all these night games play kind of funky. Thursday night especially, but the Sunday night and the Monday nights have played a little funky too. So it, that gives me a little hesitation, but not enough. So I am going on wash, with Washington in this one. My brother is going to go with the Giants. And that will leave the final game of the week, and that is our Monday night battle between the Green Bay Packers and the Los Angeles Rams to be played in Lambeau Field. Green Bay, seven-point favorites. 39.5 is the over-under in this one. The Sharps do not have a lean. The tickets and money are basically a hair in favor of the Rams. 51% tickets, 54% of the money is in favor of Los Angeles, Sean McVay, and the new, the newly, uh, you know, re-energized Baker Mayfield. Uh, but the money was way more than uh, on them. Prior, it was 74 yesterday when I looked, and now it's come down to 54. But that's only because the sheer volume of tickets and bets that had gone into that game were not there. So, and you see that quite a bit, especially when we're talking about the uh, you know stats earlier in the week um, when we do our our gambling podcast, say Tuesday, Wednesday. You, you if you ever follow uh, the statistics, and these statistics pulled from the Action Network app. Uh, earlier this morning, about 10 o'clock on Sunday, you, you'll see that over time they, they change quite a bit. And it's just the sheer volume of bets come in later on the later games. And that's just the way it is. You know, people try to make up for their earlier earlier losses as time goes on. So you just generally see tickets come in uh, more so over time. So that number changed quite a bit. So right now the Rams getting a little bit of love on the tickets and a little bit of love on the money, but not uh, a whole ton. So, And that is the Sunday games that are left for us to play. And that'll bring us to all of our bets. And I will give you those now. Our best bet, I am going to take the Chargers. My brother's going to take the Chargers. Chargers playing against Tennessee. Tennessee did not look good. It's a three-point home favorite here for the Chargers, who are playing well. They've gotten a lot of their wide receivers back. And I just think that scoring is not going to be a a premium here. I I think that you're going to see a little bit of scoring, at least from the Chargers. And for Tennessee to try to keep up with that, you know, Derrick Henry show I do not think is going to get it done uh, here in Los Angeles today. So uh, that was my thought process. My brother, I don't know what his thought process is, but he sent me all his picks, and we're both on the Los Angeles Chargers. As for the Super Contest, I am going to take Washington, Minnesota. Minnesota was a loss. So I'm already uh, 0 for 1. But Washington, Minnesota, Detroit, the Chargers, and the Las Vegas Raiders. My brother's going to start off. He's going to start off with Minnesota. So he already has a loss on the board. And he's going to take Dallas going off against Jacksonville. He's going to take Detroit, New England, and Cincinnati. So both of us had Minnesota and Detroit. Obviously, we get one loss right out of the gate. And then we both have Detroit. We'll see how they do against the Jets in East Rutherford today. As for parlays... I have a three-teamer made up of the Super Contest. I've got the Chargers, 
the Raiders and the Redskins. My brother is going to have one team that's the same. He is going to go with the Chargers and then Dallas and Cincinnati. So we both have the Chargers. Then I couple it with Las Vegas and Washington. He's going to couple the Chargers with Dallas and Cincinnati. Teasers for the day, and this is ultimately going to be my one of my only bets for the day, is Buffalo and Philadelphia. Buffalo played last night, and I was definitely pooping in my shorts a little bit as that game was not nearly as much of a blowout as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't a blowout at all. It was actually extremely close and was decided on a last-second field goal uh, by Mr. Bass in snowy Buffalo. So uh, the teaser, I took Buffalo and Philadelphia, teased them down. Buffalo, that nets me the win. They went off at a seven-point favorite, so brought that down to the you know the one point. They get the three points, so good to go there. Then Philadelphia looking at eight-and-a-half points Six will bring that down to two and a half, so we're hoping for a field goal today to net that win. As for my brother, he picked Buffalo, so that also is on the board. And that's why I said doing this uh, podcast today is a little screwy because, you know, look, I between the holidays and everything else going on, there just was no time to do it. We tried to stretch it out so we could get both of us on the pod. Didn't work out, and now I'm, I'm getting it in there just for sheer consistency. But uh, the consistency doesn't make much logical sense when some of these games have already gone off. That said, we do it every week. We're going to do it again, and I've said that in weeks past, and that's just, uh, you know, that's how we step up to the plate, right? So we'll throw any kind of sports analogy in here just to vamp for a hot second while I gather my thoughts. So teasers, my bro- I gave you mine. My brother's also going to have Buffalo. He's also going to take Philadelphia, so we got two for two there uh, in terms of thought process. He's going to actually throw two more on top of it, though. He's going to also throw Detroit and New England. So he's going to take Detroit and tease them up to the well, their one, one-and-a-half-point favorite, so that's going to make them seven, seven-and-a-half-point favorite. And then he's going to take uh, New England, and he's going to juice them up. New England was uh, underdogs by two, throw the six on top, so they're going to be an over seven-point favorite at eight. Well, that's how that works. So eight is greater than seven. So uh, that, that's what he is going to do with his teasers. Going over to prop bets. Where my brother has been pretty good all year, he is also going to take Zach Wilson's under 199.5. So Zach Wilson comes off the bench because, like we just talked about earlier in this game, Mike White has damaged ribs, I think it is, and so that's going to knock him out for the day. And so Zach Wilson steps up there, and my brother does not think that he is going to be able to get it done under center, and he's going to throw under 200 yards there at 199.5. I am looking a different way. I actually have a prop uh, prop parlay right now going with uh, three teams. I had Kirk Cousins over one and a half touchdowns. That was a victory. Then I had J.K. Dobbins over 45 in a, or 50 yards rushing or something like that. And he blew that out of the water. And that leaves me with Isaiah Pacheo, uh, you know, the running back rookie out of Kansas City. He's been on a little bit of a tear. Not a crazy tear, just a little bit. And he has an over-under right now of 68.5 yards on the ground. I have that in that triple parlay prop bet. I have the over there for his rushing yards. Other ones that I was looking at, however, uh, Drake London, he is going to be playing with a new quarterback as Ritter is going to get the start uh, for Atlanta. He has an over-under of 44.5 yards receiving. So I was looking at the over for London 
and thinking that Ritter comes in there and kind of livens it up in the air. Couldn't get much worse than Mariota, and so I think you see a different uh, a different offensive play style out of that team with a quarterback that actually has an arm and can throw from the pocket. But uh, also uh, Hopkins, uh, DeAndre, he's got an over under of sixty seven and a half yards receiving. He's been great ever since he's come back. And Colt McCoy is not a terrible quarterback. And there's one thing that Colt McCoy does more so than Kyler Murray. It's runs an offense, right? So Hopkins being the featured player there now that he's come back and Brown was injured after, you know, he came back from injury, but he hasn't been the same. So he just put up numbers. And 67.5, I think, for a lead receiver, uh, given a quarterback that actually can throw the ball and isn't afraid to with one week to prepare, knowing that Murray's out. Um, I think that's a low number. I think there's some value there. So I would take the over with Hopkins in the 67.5. As for one more that you could look at, uh, Alave, he's had games so far this year that have been great. He's had a couple of stinkers. Here they have him at 57.5. Uh, yards, so I would I would err on the over there. So I've got three overs actually. So you know that's <laughs> overs in points and overs in bets, uh, prop bets. You know it's kind of suckerish, but uh, that's where I'm looking at today. So I've got Pacheo over 68 and a half yards in my prop, but you could also look at London's over receiving yards, Hopkins over receiving yards, and Olave's over receiving yards, as I think that they're. Uh, Pretty acceptable uh, yardage levels. So what is my brother going to do for his bets? Because now we are all done with our usual picks. Brings us to our bets. I actually hit my uh, teaser yet again last week. So that puts me just under 11000 for the year. So I'd fallen all the way down, I think, to 7000-something and have rallied back not, to, not only to make... All the money that I lost, but now to put me in positive territory for the season, which is fantastic. Very happy with that. As for my brother, he is sitting right now at around 8000 So he's down two on the year. I'm up one. So that's where we stand. I will give you his bets first. So what is he going to do? He is going to take a money line bet to start off. He is going to take the Steelers. He's going to put 200 down on the Steelers to win. He's going to take a money line parlay. He likes these. He's going to take the Bills, of which he already has one win. He's going to take the Eagles, the Cowboys, and then the Chargers. That's going to be 200 to pull back 800. He has a teaser going as well. He's going to do the Bills, which was a lock. He's going to take the Eagles, the Lions, and the Pats. So that was the teaser that he had talked about earlier. He's actually going to put money on that, $100 for 400 And then he has prop bets, and he's got one, two, three, four, five prop bets. Get your pencils out. Here we go. We already gave you one. That's going to be Wilson under 199.5. Miles Sanders over 68.5. Rashad White uh, over rushing and receive 67.5. Edmonds tackles over six and a half, and Crosby over tackles three and a half. So that is everything that my brother is doing in terms of props. So he's been red hot with the with his prop bets. So again, if you're interested, Wilson under one ninety nine and a half, Miles Sanders over sixty eight and a half, Rashad White over sixty seven and a half rushing and receiving. Edmonds over six and a half tackles and Crosby over three and a half tackles. That leaves me 
And I'm not going to do much. I am going to stick with what has been paying me well. Again, this is a little skewed because I have Buffalo in my parlay. Not my parlay, but my teaser. And I'm going to put them with Philadelphia. So Buffalo and Philadelphia teaser, similar to my brother's. Uh, He just put more in there. I am not. I am just going to take those two teams, of which I have one victory in my under my belt. 500 for 915. So I'm going to take about half of my profits right now and then try to double that with the to, with the two two favorites bringing them down. It's the typical Joe's sucker uh, tease there. But uh, right now, it's been working out for about four weeks straight. So I'm going to keep doing it. The other game I'm going to put money on is the parlay that I had. Las Vegas. Chargers and Washington. I'm going to put a hundred on that for seven, about I don't know, seven hundred bucks, a little over seven hundred bucks. Thought process with this is that if the Vegas and the Chargers hit both in early games, that leaves Washington Sunday night game. I'm hoping Philadelphia ends up clocking in the victory and wins by more than two and a half points. That would net me the the, the nine fifteen. Well, you know, I mean, it's four fifteen actually when you factor out the five hundred that I bet. But that would give me the four hundred. And then if Vegas and the Chargers end up notching their two legs, that would probably give me about three something. Uh, to work with if I was to cash out, hedge, etc. So, uh, you know, let's say Philadelphia hits and then the first two games hit, I could take the 915, which is actually 415, couple that with about, you know, another two, 300 bucks, and I could throw another 700 in my pocket and call it a day. Uh, or I could just let it all ride and then see if I can, you know, hit Washington, cover the score, and that would net me the full 711. So, uh, right, like I said, it was over 700. So, and those are the only two things that I'm going to do for the day. Uh, I'm going to try to continue this win streak using, you know, the six points to my advantage in these teases that have been coming in week after week. It's been pretty solid. I've been happy with the returns. It wasn't that way in the beginning of the year. And, you know, I will have to, you know, step back and try to look and see, you know, what what was screwing up in the beginning that, you know, it's been so consistent uh, in terms of wins here in the last five weeks. And it might just be that, you know, we, we talked about this earlier, that the season just took longer to get going. And now I think the teams have kind of have definitely moved toward the opposite ends of the spectrums where the bad teams are bad and the good teams are good. And now you're seeing spreads kind of reflected in that. And as soon as the spreads start getting up a little bit, that obviously gives you the value. I mean, you always have the value in the tees. So, you know, it doesn't really make sense uh, in that regard. But uh, you talk to analytics, you never tease through a zero. You know, you you try to get through, you know, numbers. Uh, There are other people that, you know, just are of the opinion, if you like teams, you know, just take the tees if you want a little more cushion because it just helps you in any regard. Um, I don't know. However you want to chop it up, Whatever's been going on in the second half of the year, the teasers have been coming in at a much nicer clip, at least for me personally. Um, And I've talked to other people that have had experienced the same kind of luck. So uh, the beginning of the season, a little rough. Uh, Here in the second half of the season, more so the norm. So uh, that's what I am doing for my weekend bets. Same with my brother. And with that, we will call it a wrap. So next week is going to be Christmas. So hoping that me and my brother can get together. He's going to actually be in town. He's flying in on Wednesday. So I don't know if we're going to get to do a show again together. We might. Might not. Who knows? 
Uh, one way or the other, I will definitely get one more podcast in here between now and Christmas, and then off to the races after that. There'll be two weeks left in the season, and that's it. And so with that, we, well, we, me, I bid you adieu. All the best with your gambling, all the best with your bets, all the best with all your fantasy in week one of those playoffs. So enjoy. Merry Christmas for those I don't hear from or talk to between now and then. And that's a wrap. Peace.